the FemPlus podcast. FemPlus Clinic, the specialized medical service that looks after every aspect of women's healthcare. Hello and welcome to the FemPlus podcast. I'm Brida Brown and today I'm talking to Dr. Rita Gallimberti from FemPlus about long-term health after menopause. And I think you'll find the next 10 minutes very informative and helpful. Rita, I suppose, first of all, let's kick off with the obvious question. When does menopause end? Never. And that's oh, the point. Gosh. That's and not what we want to hear. No, and, and that's why we talk about long-term health consequence. And that's why this topic is very, very important and very close to my heart. What I do ask my patients to do at this stage of their life is to make a plan for their health. It always amazes me how people plan for everything. They plan for a holiday, they plan for financial retirement, they plan for everything they do, but they never plan for their health. Uh, most people would have what I call a wait-and-see attitude. I'm fine now. I'll see what happens. I'll worry when when things do start to go wrong. And that is not really the right attitude to have because you do need to plan for your health. Uh, And the reason why you need to do that is because prevention of many diseases is the only way to win them over. So when you say then there are long-term consequences of the menopause, what are they? The first one and the main one is cardiovascular disease. Uh, obviously, we're talking about menopause, so we're talking mainly about women. Uh, m- women do quite well in terms of heart attacks and heart disease up to the age of 50. You don't hear of many women. It's really something we think only happens to men. But after 50, unfortunately, we catch up very quickly. And uh, and this is really, really important because 50% of women in Europe die of heart disease. It's a massive statistic that not many women are aware of. People worry so much about cancer. But when we look at the statistic of cancer and breast cancer in particular, that I know worry a lot of my patients, 3% of women will die of breast cancer, 50% of heart disease. And that's a really, really, really staggering number. And what can women do then to reduce the risk, obviously apart from HRT, which we've spoken about previously? We go back to basics. So it's always the main things. We doctors are very boring. We keep saying the same things, I know, but that's because they are the real real factors. So don't smoke. It's a very obvious one. Do reduce your alcohol intake. Um, many women do get into the habit of drinking more than two, three units a day, which is really, really affects the risk of heart disease. And then the, the other major one is weight and exercise. And the weight is really difficult because women at menopause see the body change it overnight. They tell me I have this belly that I didn't have before. And before I used to exercise and be careful what I eat and I lose weight straight away and that doesn't happen. There are medical reasons for this. Uh, one of the things the hormonal changes do, they change the way your insulin metabolites work. Uh, so we do tend to put fat in different new places. We tend to put fat on the belly, which is the biggest factor for heart disease. And it's very hard to lose it. Not impossible, but hard. I say to patients, a little bit like going on a treadmill the wrong way around. <laughs> it seems like you're doing a lot of work and you're going anywhere. But that doesn't mean you have to give up. And unfortunately, middle age, you do see a lot of people giving up. They let themselves go. They're, you know, they're sick of fighting. They don't look after the weight anymore. And that's why their risks go up so much. So what should they do then? Again, go back to basics. So obviously we said about smoke and alcohol and about weight, really 
create a calorie deficit. You know, there's no point in going to fad diets and everything becomes popular a month and goes off uh, the scene the month afterwards. So you have the no carbs, you have the interval, interval fasting, eliminate the dairy, eliminate the wheat. They're all things that women cannot do long term. Nobody can do those type of stuff long term. So go back to basics. I ask my patients to count the steps, get the Fitbit. I wear one all the time and I count my steps every day because I have to give the good example. And depending on how much they move, set up a calorie intake that it's reasonable for them with their movements, but do measure your calories, which unfortunately means to weigh your food, to see what you eat every day. And that's the only way to help you lose weight. So it's really just a combination, as you said, of of good health and well-being. And are there any other long-term consequences then we should be worried about? Yeah, the other one is the bones. Uh, So obviously one of the diseases that affect women in later life is osteoporosis. And that's driven again by the lack of estrogens. When we don't have estrogens in our body, the can thin and again it's something women don't seem to worry so much at age 50 because it is something that affects all the women and women don't think of osteoporosis as something that can kill you but you do need to think that our life expectancy is much longer these days so if you're going to live to age 90 to 100 it means that you're going to live a third of your life in menopause and if your bones are not good uh, it's not really a good quality of life at all. You're going to have chronic pain and if you do have fractures it can kill you because 30% of people in their 60s or 70s who do have a hip fracture can die in hospital as a consequence of the fracture. Really? So we need to look at our calcium intake then I assume probably all the way during our life, do we? We do. Calcium is actually the, less, the least important thing you need to worry about. Um, one of the things that happen in menopause with the lack of is that we do have two groups of cells that work in building the bones. A group of cells that destroy the bones and a group of cells that build up new bones. And what goes wrong in menopause is the balance between these two groups. The destroyer work more than the builders. Calcium is just building blocks. So if you do take calcium and you put it there in your body, it's like having a pile of building blocks, but nobody's going to build the bones. So what makes the difference is either taking HRT or have other medical intervention that can be effective. There are medications that we use for osteoporosis, but what women can do themselves is uh, exercise. It has been shown that weight-bearing exercise can influence the way the new bone is formed. And weight-bearing exercise is not just lifting weights, but anything that you use your body as a weight as well. So yoga is very good, Pilates is very good, resistance classes are very good, and they are very, very simple measures that women should adopt when they think about their plan at the beginning of menopause. And the other thing that they need to take is vitamin D. Vitamin D is essential. If you take calcium along without vitamin D, it doesn't really make a big difference. Vaginal consequences, there's something else that we need to think yes, about. Yes, and that is a thing called vaginal atrophy. So again, it is something that will affect the rest of your life. When the lack of estrogen kicks in, there will be vaginal changes that can be very, very distressful for some women. And we'll be talking more about vaginal changes in the next podcast. Well, Rita, I think we've all definitely learned something today. Dr. Rita Gallimberti from FemPlus, thank you for your time. And if you want more information, you can get in touch with Rita at femplus.ie or call 018210999. The FemPlus podcast, FemPlus Clinic, the specialised medical service that looks after every aspect of women's health care.